Hey everybody, it's the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley with my co-host Elisa Woods and BFF of the pod, Jared, is here. He's already told us he's not really interested in what we're doing, but we don't care because it's the Christmas episode! Happy holidays! Happy holidays! <laughs> I told Jared that I was going to sing that a lot during this podcast. If you don't, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> it's not only the Christmas episode, it's the Championship Week episode. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah. It I've been is. excited for this for days. I prepared nothing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time I'm happy to hear you say that. It's going to be wild. So we will, of course, talk about the upcoming Big 12 title game, sprinkle in a little bit of men's and women's basketball, and, of course, sprinkle in some Christmas cheer. <laughs> I warned them, so they know. And you have to stay until the very end because we have an epic finale for you all. <laughs> or some kind of a finale. It's a finale. Steph's excited. I'm mad. We'll explain later. Yep. First thing we're going to do, we're going to play Christmas games throughout the entirety of the podcast. (laughs) You guys, my cheeks are on fire already. Oh, yeah. I've put no blush on, but they look like I'm a jolly old elf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. The game we're playing is Complete This Christmas Lyric. Are you ready? Yep. The song, the Christmas song, more popularly known as Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire by Nat King Cole. Okay. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of blank on his sleigh. Toys and cookies. Mm. Kittens. (coughs) Toys and kittens. Toys and goodies. Oh, goodies. Sing it. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. (laughs) I'm like... So good. (laughs) Thank you. I'm like Will Will Ferrell. As Robert Goulet. (laughs) Yep. It's Elisa Woods as Will Ferrell as Robert Goulet. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And the one where he's going around too fast. (laughs) All right. The rule is if you get it wrong, you have to sing it. If you get it right, I'll sing it. So you got it wrong. So you sang it. We, I mean, if I get it right, I'll probably <laughs> sing it too. <laughs> we are, of course, sponsored by the Ivy College of Business. Do you have a Christmas edition hootie hoo? Hootie hoo. <laughs> Works for me. That was like happy holiday. Oh, I hear it now. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. As always, the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is fueled by Cody Road. Pick up a bottle of your favorite Mississippi River Distilling Company product, including their Iwish Cream. Today, guys, speaking of the Iwish Cream... Thanks to our friend on Twitter who wishes to remain anonymous, I brought a Lisa, a Lisa, <laughs> a Lisa. What, I, what I was going to say, I was going to say was an espresso martini. So we're drinking those tonight. It's a cold brew vodka and the old Iwish cream. And it tastes like melted chocolate ice yeah, cream. Yeah, it's good. It's real good. <laughs> that's, that's what we're fueled by tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Mississippi River Distilling Company and our friend on Twitter who wishes to remain anonymous. One other thing before we get going, we, of course, want to honor our super patron. And tonight, the super patron is Jim Gregory. Jim attended Iowa State from 1992 through 98 and went to every home football game from 93 through 97 and as many basketball games as he could. His happiest moments as a Cyclone were sitting in Kinnick on September 12, 1998, as the Cyclones broke the, you know, 15-year losing streak to the Hawks and sitting in Hilton as Fred Hoiberg led the Cyclones to upset number three Kansas Jayhawks. A couple of good memories right there. Yeah, they are. So thanks to Jim for his support of Cyclone Fanatic. And as always, if you want to become a patron at any level, check us out. Check out the initiatives. There's a lot of good stuff. And Chris is always emailing out little nuggets. So it's worth it, guys. Check it out. All right. The other holiday game that we're playing tonight is Would You Rather? Christmas edition. (laughs) 
<laughs> Would you rather have fruity or mint candy canes? You know what I was thinking about was those chocolate mint candy canes. Yeah, those are That's good. That's what I Do would like rather have. Do you like the mint ice cream with the chocolate chips in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fruity, but, though. Uh, you're a communist. <laughs> I knew it. Excuse me while I take a drink of this. Uh, would you rather listen to Mariah's... Yep. <laughs> Jared, this one's for you. <laughs> would you rather listen to Mariah's All I Want for Christmas or Jingle Bells on repeat for 24 hours? Well, I'll probably get to find out this weekend. <laughs> With Chris? Yeah. I'm sure I'll only play it about 700 times in between Des Moines and Dallas. I think I think 700 is a little low, buddy. Yeah, I might be conservative. Yeah. It's a good thing that, you know, Rona and everything, we won't be able to get beat up in a bar in Dallas that's, because he played it too many times on that's the right. touchdowns. I had you in mind when I created that Would You Rather. Thank you, Jared. You can go back to doing whatever you're doing. I'll alert you when we need you next. All right, let's get this part out of the way. It's, it was a rough Cyhawk week. Uh, yeah. Uh, the men weren't blown out. I don't know. We don't need to talk about it. That was kind of expected. You know, um, they didn't lose by as much <laughs> as Arizona State lost to Arizona. Wait, is that it was the other football, way wasn't it? Yeah, in football. <laughs> so I'm saying that you expect football games to be closer than basketball games. So I feel I mean, like I that's... Feel like- a success. Woohoo! <laughs> it was, I don't know. It Jared, was expected. It was. And Jared, you said it best on the Cyclone Fanatic halftime show, which, by the way, guys, if you're not logging into that, you should. Check it out tomorrow night. Um, but we were down 11 and a half, and Luca had played, what, like 35 seconds? <laughs> so the fact that we were down 11 with Luca out for most of the first half was not a great sign. Yeah. But whatever. I They showed some flashes, and I thought for a little, I mean, Again, Luca was out most of the first half, but they showed some, they exposed a couple of weaknesses for Iowa, so I guess, okay. I think they'll be all right. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we had a lottery pick last year and still weren't all that good, and I guess he went out, but I, I don't think we still would have been all that good. I think we need to put together maybe a better team. <laughs> Excellent analysis, Lisa. I think I think possibly we should <laughs> score more points than the other team. It's a winning strategy right there. <laughs> the women's game was a bummer. Did you watch it? Um, no, but I... No one watched it because it was on Big Ten right. Plus or I, some garbage. I followed it by refreshing Google over and over yeah, again. Yeah, that was a bummer. I mean, if you're listening, you probably know. We were... We dominated for three quarters. Uh, up 75 to 50... Or sorry, 73 to 56 going into the fourth quarter and 17-0 run by Iowa and a Caitlin Clark three with 22 seconds left kind of sealed the deal. Yeah. I was mad about that game. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it, Iowa didn't deserve – well, they they deserved to win. I get it. They had a 17-0 run. But right. Iowa State was the better team for the vast majority of that game. Yeah. And I still maintain Ashley Jones is better than Caitlin Clark. Come at me, Iowa Twitter. <laughs> Bring it on. Come at me, bro. Uh, the women bounced back on Sunday with a win over NDSU. And I think the best part of that game was that Lexi Donarski was our leading scorer, not Ashley Jones. The only way they're going to be consistently – the, let me rephrase that. The only way that they're going to dominate the way that I think they could is if we get other scores to help out Ashley a little bit. So that was nice to see. Yeah. It's easy to beat a team when you can just double a player. You have to be able to hit shots. Other players have mm-hmm. to be able to hit shots. And so if we can get those freshmen rolling, I think mm-hmm. we're going to be good. Fingers crossed. So the women and men both play tomorrow night. 
have kind of a busy week here at Cyclone Fanatic. Jared, do you want to talk about the busy week at all? You look tired already, buddy. I am so far behind already. <laughs> it's Monday at 8.12, and he's behind for the week. I'm not making fun of you. I know you actually have a ton to do. So, yeah, tomorrow night um, the men play late. It's K-State tomorrow night, right? We should we should win that game. K-State's not very good, so cross your stinking fingers. <laughs> and then the women play against you and I, so we'll see. Hopefully we can come out with a couple of W's. All right, you want another would you rather? Sure. Would you rather chug a gallon of eggnog or eat an entire gingerbread house? Probably eggnog. I, I discovered that this year, and I, I've had it before. What do you mean? I know. I've, I've had it before, and I just haven't really liked it. The nog? Yeah, and I think just this year I had it real ice cold, and I liked it. Did you drink it plain, or did you mix it? Both. What'd you mix it with? You know, a little of this, a little of that. Just plain eggnog, like traditional eggnog? Yeah. I, I prefer the bourbon versus the rum. Okay. I like that. That's a mix-in. Yeah. Jared, what would you do? Drink a gallon of eggnog or eat an entire gingerbread house? Uh, probably eat a gallon of, or drink a gallon of eggnog. <laughs> you would like eat to eat a gallon, gallon of, of gingerbread nog. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea. Did you try the Mm-mm. pumpkin nog this year? Mm-mm. It was pretty good, too. Was it? Yeah. Highly recommend for next next fall. All right, would you rather never receive a Christmas gift again or give everyone in your family an adult toy this Christmas? And oh, you know what I mean by adult y'all toy. Y'all give everybody adult toy. <laughs> I, gotta you want get, your I gotta get presents. <laughs> I have to get presents. So Lisa and I exchanged gifts tonight, but Jared didn't get his. You can imagine. Speaking of adult toys, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is you gave me like a devotional. Too. <laughs> I did. I'm a very, I'm a well-rounded woman, okay? Uh, Jared, as we drink our espresso martinis, Jared, just know that your gift is really good. It's so good. It's not like socks or anything boring. It's It's so good. It's not a bad gift. It's a good gift. The reason it didn't come in time is because it turns out, I don't know, FedEx and UPS and all those are shipping their own vaccine, and apparently that's more important than Jared's gift. I'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. Sorry, buddy. You can have a post-Christmas Christmas gift, okay? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. We expect ours as well. Oh, hey, did you bring treats tonight? No. Hmm. I remember the one time that Chris produced our show, he brought us treats. You know, Jared, Jared told me, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you this, also, we're both wearing antlers. Yeah. We'll post pictures. Jared told me he considered thinking about bringing treats. Jared. Yeah, and then I had, uh, I don't know if you guys looked at the content plan this week. I mean, but it was like It was like three pages long. I don't know if you noticed that. I did. I looked through, I browsed it for my name (laughs) just to make sure I wasn't on it. Well, you know what, buddy? In a couple of weeks when things slow down. You could consider, yeah, right, possibly. Yeah, right before the bowl game, it'll be real slow. It will. One of these days, Jared's going to put my name on something, and I'm going to be <laughs> scrolling through and be like, wait, what? I have to do something? I have to draw a picture <laughs> for the main page? Okay. All right, let's talk about championship week. Okay. How surreal is it that it's December 14th, and we are talking about the possibility of getting into the college football playoffs? <laughs> I know it's an outside chance, 
But I'm just saying, we're talking about it, and there are scenarios in which it could actually happen. There are. And can we talk also about how surreal it is that those not-so-outside chances became more not-so-outside because a Florida Gator <laughs> chucked the cleat of an right. LSU Tiger? Right. What? I mean, if that's not the most 2020 thing to happen in 2020, I don't right. know what is. Of the LSU <laughs> Tiger who have put themselves on a self-imposed bowl <laughs> ban. The, what are they, a four-win, three-win team? Self-imposed bowl ban. God which, bless them for their sacrifice. Yes. I will tell you that um, <laughs> Sooner Media thinks that a lot of the LSU players are going to come and play for them. For then, the Sooners? Yeah, next year. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we'll be watching for that, guys. <laughs> That's going to be top of my priority list. Right. I've heard all about this. They spent they spent more time talking about that than, than us. They, yeah, bring it on. Right. I love that actually. Oh yeah. No. Um, that makes me want to like. I heard the I heard the phrase fluke or the word fluke a lot. Describing us. Oh yeah, describing our win <laughs> against them. This it makes was me a fluke. so happy. Oh yeah. Um, and they also a lot many of the I listened to like three podcasts today and many of them their first question was so what happens if ISU can't play do we just win <laughs> or do they bring in Texas wouldn't that be great if they brought in Texas I just, don't you want to don't you want to see us play Texas instead of Iowa State and it's so funny because for us the narrative has been completely the opposite it's if you want to be the best beat the best which right. is cliche but it's also completely true and so we're, yeah. like, excited about the opportunity of the idea of a true top 10 matchup in the championship right. game. And no, no. They think Texas is better. Okay. I will say, though, there was one guy that was like, no, I don't want to see Texas. I want to see the best team in the Big 12, Iowa State. Okay, so there's, so there, so there is there's some one sane sooner. One. He's <laughs> <laughs> soul sane sooner. sooner. I just think it's awesome. I mean, you were AP number eight, currently um, number seven in the college football playoff potentially number six we'll see what happens i mean i know we could get jumped and then jump someone else if we win whatever heck yeah but the bottom line is enjoy the ride i'm enjoying it i go through these phases and they're they're like i would call them blips they're not even phases of being like man really wish i could go but then i have just enjoyed i said it last pod i've just enjoyed this season so much in a completely different way that i'm just really excited for it i'm excited for it. i of course do not feel good about it i feel very bad that's about good it. i hope you feel bad <laughs> about it that's been the theme i feel like very very bad about it i just feel like it's tough to beat a team twice, twice in anything right? in anything but i also feel like we've put together a really good culture we haven't missed any games and part of me is like okay that's really lucky of us that we haven't missed mm -hmm. any games because it, it really does have to do with the other team as well yeah you know yeah. Uh, you and i kind of talked about this yeah it it, it wraps up both your team and the other team has to be able to play. Right. And so in that sense, we've gotten lucky. However, like we've done a really good job. I agree with that. And knock on wood, goodness gracious. Like we've put ourselves in a great position. And I think that the word that keeps coming up when I think about it is just culture. Like we've put together a culture of accountability yes, and a culture of winning. And that's something that's unique to a team because you can have a really good team that loses a lot. Right. I don't. I do not want to hear. Well, you know, they lost six games by less than a touchdown. I, Last year, you mean? Basically, yeah. You know, like yeah. I. I don't want to hear. 
they lost by less than a touchdown and at, have that be a win because the winning is, is what, the culture. Yes, right. No matter how much they win by, the winning is the culture. It's the getting over that hump, the being able to just put it away at the end. That's that's the success that I want to see. I don't want to hear about, you know. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah. We've lost this amount of games by, you know, this many total points. I, I don't care. I, they're losses in the, in the book, and that's all I care about. Let me ask you this. When you were listening to those podcasts, did they talk at all about how they felt after losing that, not losing, missing out on that game against West Virginia because of COVID issues? Um, yeah, so they talked a lot about um, how their coach, somebody asked their coach if Ohio State came knocking, if they would play oh, Ohio right. State. Yeah, right. and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah of I course we would play. But what else is he going to say? Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's a fair point. Like, no, he doesn't want to play them right. because it's not going to help them at right. all. And Ohio State doesn't want to play them because it's not going to help them either because everyone's bending over backwards for them. So right. there's no point. He's not going to come knocking and want to play them. Um, but, I mean, that was a question that they asked, which kind of told me how important they think that they are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just think it's interesting that to – several times this season we've played against a team who's had their previous game or games canceled because of COVID. Yeah. And I've fluctuated between whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't, who the hell knows? Yeah. I don't think we'll ever know. Yeah. I, I mean, there was a lot of like, well, we spent this many days prepping, you know, for, prepping and yeah. Iowa state got to, to prep for it. And so that's going to be it. You right. know, if we win, it's going to be, well, they had more time to prep than it was we like did. three days. Shut right. up. Right. I also feel like we have, we are playing the best football we've played all season. And Oklahoma has consistently improved since we saw them earlier in the season. However, I did not feel like they looked overly impressive against Baylor. I agree. So, to me, I, that makes me think that missing that game against West Virginia might be a slight advantage to us because maybe they didn't have an opportunity to knock all that rust off. But, who, like, honestly, who knows? You know, that was something that, that also came up. You know, an opportunity to kind of bounce back, an opportunity to, okay, kind of right the ship a right. little bit. Yeah. But again, I mean, and the flip side of it is more rest, more opportunity to prepare, whatever. Who knows? But I just, I want it to be a true top 10 matchup. They're number 12 in the AP poll right now, number 11 in college football playoff. And I just really want that so bad. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's just, but in my head, bring it on. Yeah. Ready to roll. Um, Jared, do you want to talk at all about, you're leaving on Thursday morning, right? Put your head, put your damn microphone on. (laughs) Do you want to talk at all about content this week? I mean, I know there's just a ton, but... Is there anything you want to highlight? There's just a lot. I don't know. Just keep refreshing it, as soon, assuming that I can get all my stuff done. You will. So you and Chris are leaving Thursday morning. Yeah. And then you're taking the land jet, so you'll be there? Uh, probably, like, at 7 or so. Okay. And then Friday, you guys are doing? A lot of stuff. I like? I think we're just doing a bunch of videos and stuff okay. like that. Okay. So you'll be working. Media. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. I think, I don't know. We talked about going to Dealey Plaza and like doing some stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so bottom line is just keep checking the yeah, site. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're going to be all over the place. Okay. We have like 30 new pieces of content before Thursday. Yeah. Plus all the basketball that's happening. So that includes the basketball. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, I just, Elisa, you mentioned this about people. I was going to go on a little rant about the Big Ten. <laughs> and I want you to join in because I, we've talked about this earlier. I flipping hate the Big Ten. <laughs> I hate the Big Ten, okay? I've generally not liked the Big Ten for a lot of years. This is 
tipped the scales to hatred. I'm just so over the Ohio State stuff. I'm done with it. And I understand it is what it is. The writing's on the wall. But Saturday, that LSU-Florida game was the perfect example of why we should not be bending over backwards for Ohio State. If you play, if you don't play games, you can't lose. If you play games, things can happen. So they have this ridiculous advantage of not playing games because they have the Ohio State University right. on their stupid chest. And I am done with it. Right. I agree. I think, honestly, like, it, they take up a little bit too much space in your mind. For me. Yes, they do. You're right. For me, I mean, yes, there's the, the Iowa rivalry, and, you know, my my husband will be watching their game, whatever. I'm just not interested. Well, I will say I have never cared less about And I don't mean this in a derogatory or a, a mean. I just don't care about right. Iowa this year because we have so much to be enjoying right and I so I watched I watched Iowa Saturday I was bored out of my mind that's the first game I've actually tried to sit down and watch it's not even Iowa it's just the Big Ten thinking that they run the ship when clearly they do not and they're not good no Wisconsin is not it's rough to watch it was hard to watch I did (laughs) it was on in the background and I reluctantly watched it and it was just kind of like this is not fun no like who thinks this is fun football it's not fun football so okay there's my little rant and I'm going to end that rant with just saying I'm so thankful that we are a part of a conference that figured this out from the get-go and it piggybacks on what you said by and large have figured out how to successfully complete this season there it's not been perfect but nothing's going to be perfect this year right and I just figure I feel like they have done and if you listen to Chris's podcast with Jamie Pollard he explains this in painstaking detail the stuff that they've done to make sure that the season could go as well as it did but they thought through things that make my mind hurt you know they thought through every scenario every what could happen if this then this and I'm just really proud of it and the thought of college football ending soon makes me really sad because it's been such a bright spot for me and I'm sure you too and every sports fan so Big Ten aside (laughs) as much as I've been frustrated by them I'm just thankful we've had college football definitely and it's, it's just hard for me to see like teams certain teams with two losses in the mix with teams who have played almost twice as many games Mm -hmm. with two losses and it's like why don't you double the amount of losses because that's how many games that you should have played so statistically speaking that's how many losses that you should have and then that's the group of people that you should be with I completely agree with you and Chris has said this time and time again but you know Ohio State is maybe maybe they are as good as they say they are we just don't stink and know right and that's the case for a lot of these teams it's true well and I'm sure Nebraska is real glad that they really fought tooth and nail to play this season (laughs) hey Jared you excited for the game Friday afternoon? Thrilled. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm thrilled. <laughs> thrilled. He didn't even look from, up no. from his computer. All right, we're going to take a, well, we, I'm going to do a couple sponsor reads, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to have our epic finale. Epic. Which is the first <laughs> ever Title IX Poetry Slam. <laughs> Or tapping completely on accident. Yep. All right, but first, before we do that, we want to promote a company that Psycho and Fanatic loves, that Chris loves. It's Farm Story Meats. If you've listened to the um, Williams and Bloom, Bloom Sunday Night Podcast, you know about this. But Farm Story Meats is an online meat company based in Ames. And basically, bottom line, they connect local farmers directly to you, the consumer. 
And we talked a lot about this with Van Veen Chocolates, but you know at Cyclone Fanatic, we love promoting local businesses. We love it when you shop local. We love it when you support businesses that support us. And the uh, family that runs Farm Story Meats, huge Iowa State fans, check them out. Um, <laughs> this made me laugh. Popular Cuts, Iowa Chops, Sugar Maple Bacon, St. Louis Ribs, Cheddar Bot, Snack Sticks, Barbecue Pork Jerky, and immediately afterwards, I was logging on, wanting to order everything for me and my dad. Um, and <laughs> all of it. In Iowa, I know it's a big thing, especially Norwegians, if you're doing the Kumla. Norwegians. If you're doing the Kumla, get that holiday ham from them. There you go. And if, you, um, if you're in the area, I'm fairly certain it's free shipping, which is always awesome. So check them out. It's Farm Story Meats. Again, we we just always like shopping local and supporting companies that support us. We, of course, are also brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official Cyclone gear. With amazing an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, and be, be authentic. authentic. You're here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break and then hop in for our first ever Title IX Poetry Slam. <laughs> Okay, before we do our poetry, say my lad, we have another Christmas game. We're back to complete this Christmas lyric. Are you ready? Yeah. This song is known as It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when blank. Friends come to call. You did it! With those holiday greetings and gay meetings and friends come to call. It's going too fast. <laughs> she was spinning around on her chair, right? <laughs> like Will Ferrell as Robert Goulet. Again, Elisa Woods as Will Ferrell as Robert Goulet. Yep. It's the most wonderful time. Wait a minute, you have to sing. I did sing. Oh. I belted it, baby. It was beautiful. All right, it's time for our poetry slam. All right, so a little background. Like a week ago, I had this idea because I am a planner. If you guys didn't know, hi, it's me, the one with the colored pens. And I am not. I decided I was going to rewrite a popular Christmas poem to match the cyclones. But you didn't tell me. You no, just no, said no, no, I have no, a no, surprise. no. This is all my fault. I'm willing to take <laughs> the entire blame for this. I didn't want to tell Elisa because I wanted to surprise her reading it on the pod. I want to surprise Jared tonight when listening, but mostly you. And so I didn't tell Elisa what I was doing. Two days ago, Elisa sends me a message. And Yesterday. Says, well, no, no, no. You sent me a message Saturday that said oh, you were okay. going, you were planning on something. And you were like, yeah. do you want me to tell you? And I, being the idiot that I am, was like, no, it won't be the same thing. Of course not. <laughs> and then Elisa couldn't sleep. I couldn't. So I created it. I was like, this would be ridiculous if Steph did this. Yeah, guys, Steph did the same. I just knew it. And I was up until 2 a.m. Just think, just sweating <laughs> in my room thinking, Steph, I just spent a bunch of time doing this, and Steph already did it. I just but know it. here's the best part, you guys. I spent, like, a week... <laughs> Like a week on this damn thing. I'm talking like hours, and Lisa cranks it out in like 35 seconds. Which, if that's not the perfect encapsulation of yes. our personalities, I don't know what it is. Yes. All right. So they're slightly different. Mine is "Twas the week of the Big 12 right. title game," and what's yours entitled? Um, <clears throat> "Twas the night before Dallas." Okay. So do you want you to do yours first or me first? I don't care. I'll do mine. Okay. Okay. 
Are you ready? <laughs> gonna, I did, did you do yours like paragraph by paragraph? No, it's all just written. No, no, I mean, but like, did you copy, like, did you copy the cadence of the damn, of the original poem? I tried. Me too. <laughs> this is going to be so This is awful. Some of the lyrics are the same because they fit into my story. Oh, perfect. Okay. I mean, I tried to match them too. Okay. Without further ado. <laughs> This is the debut of Twas the Week of the Big 12 Title Game by Stephanie Joe Copley. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Twas the week of the Big 12 title game when all through the state, Cyclone fans were stirring, their hearts were elate. The tickets were purchased, the viewing plan set, in hopes that lofty expectations soon would be met. But the fans grew restless as they laid in their beds. Visions of past heartbreak danced in their heads. Sustained success? No, this must be a trap. There was no settling their brains for any long winter's nap. When during a press conference there arose such a clatter, beat writers sprang to get to the crux of the matter. Away to the Twitter the Cyclone fans flew, seeking information. Who is hurt? What is new? <laughs> the presser, of course, was done via Zoom, giving pandemic luster to objects in the room. When what to fans wandering eyes should appear but head coach Matt Campbell and his perfect scruff beard. <laughs> I gotta get through this, you guys. With answers full of coach speak, his approach always the same. The fans knew in a moment that coach was locked into the game. More vanilla than ice cream, his answers answers they came. But then he praised his players and called them by name. Now Brock, now Eisworth, now Mike Rose and Jaquan. On Kohler, on McDonald, now Nwongo, Brees Hall. To the top of the Big 12, to the top of the polls. Now trust the process, trust it to a New Year's Six Bowl. <laughs> As soldiers that before battle want relief when they I meet with their enemy, look to their chief. So on head coach Matt Campbell, the players relied with his laser-like intensity and calmness their guide. Five years ago in Hilton, the fans heard over the speaker the dreams and aspirations of the serial goal seeker. As they listened to him speak of dreams so profound, into their hearts Matt Campbell came with a bound. He looks like a coach from the way he walks to how he claps, and his clothes are all Nike from his polos to his caps. The burden of a tortured fan base he's flung on his back, and he told doubters to stuff it when he introduced the All Blacks. His eyes, how they twinkle, his dimples, how merry, in cold late-season games, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth is drawn up like a bow, and the scruff on his face is impeccably so. Cotton candy gum, he chomps with his teeth, and the bill of his hat rounded perfectly like a wreath. He has a tan face and a sly, clever grin that tends to stay hidden until the brink of a win. He is quirky and genuine, a right jolly old elf, and, his, and fans worry he'll leave in spite of themselves. But a gif of his smile and a twist of his head lets fans know they have nothing to dread. He speaks few words but goes straight to work and sometimes seems robotic until he tears up or smirks. He preached the process and watched his team grow, and in no time at all up the rankings they rose. He sprang to Jack Trice Stadium, to his team gave it all, and to Dallas they go to play elite football. But fans heard him explain ere he walked out of sight. Happy Big 12 game to the Cyclones, and to the Cyclones a good night. I love it. Yours is so heartfelt. <laughs> You guys are going to be let down when you listen to mine. I don't believe that's true for a second. That was really heartfelt. I mean, I, I'm glad you think so because I spent a really ridiculous <laughs> amount of time on the shit. <laughs> it was good. Thank you. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> 
guys. Drop the mic. All right. Well, just immediately you're going to know this is a different poem. But you have to in- introduce the poem and say your name so the, re- so the listeners know. My name is Elisa Ray Woods. Elisa Ray Link Woods. <laughs> Stephanie Joe Eichler Copley. <laughs> and my uh, poem is Twas the Night Before Dallas. It was Twas the Night Before Austin until I realized. <laughs> did you tell me it was Austin too? I didn't correct you, did I? No, you, you were just going to let me fail. <laughs> I'm sorry. Until I uh, looked at a map. <laughs> Arlington is not They're near. Not, not the same place. Nope. Nope. Okay. Mm, I've never been to Texas, guys. <laughs> we should go sometime. We should. All right. All right. Let's do this. <clears throat> Twas the night before Dallas when all through Jack Trice, not a creature was stirring, not even the mice. The jock straps were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that the trophy soon would be there. The players were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of touchdowns danced in their heads. And Brock in his warm-ups and Brees in all black just had just made a pack to bring the trophy to Jack. When out on the tr- when out on the turf there arose such a clatter, they sprang from their beds to see what was the matter. Away to the window they flew like a fa- the, like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of last Friday's snow <laughs> that didn't even touch the pristine field below. When what to my wondering eyesworth I saw. <laughs> <laughs> But Tariq Milton, Landon Akers, and Chan Cha. With a leader so loyal and ready for battle, I knew in a moment he must be Matt Campbell. More, more rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Foster, now Saner, now Newell and Bailey, on Kohler, on Hummel, on Schwager, Schweiger, and S. Sally. Okay, speaking of, let's have a sweaty ball. <laughs> Lisa made rum balls. I did. To the top of Bergstrom, to the top of Hilton. Now dash away, dash away, dash away, Milton. Yes. <laughs> As leaves that before the cyclones fly. When they met with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the end zones, the courses they flew with the record full of winds. And John Walters, too. <laughs> and then in a twinkling, I heard in the suites the shuffling and tapping of each little cleat as Brock drew his head and, and was turning around. Down the tunnel, Matt Campbell came with a bound. He was dressed in a polo from ISU Bookstore, and his clothes were pristine, like he'd never worn them before. A bundle of football, he he had flung on his back and he looked like a winner just opening his pack his eyes how they twinkled his smile so contagious his hat his hat was curved tightly yes. his tan was outrageous <laughs> this is so sad i just rhymed contagious with outrageous um his fresh style was cut above his ears and the beard on his chin was something new this year the shirt under his polo was quite well-fitting, but his gray business slacks were a bit baggier than we're admitting. <laughs> he had broad shoulders and looks like he works out, but, but seriously, back to the pants. What's that all about? <laughs> Twitter keeps saying he's leaving for Michigan, and I laugh to myself. It's about that time again. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and drew up a game plan, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his headset and giving a nod he amended our mindset he sprang to the sideline to his team gave a shout and away they all flew like the kansas state blowout but i heard him exclaim ere he drove out the gate happy game day to all 
into all a ghost Look state. At, I have goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> so not as heartfelt as yours. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> Also, we both talked about this hat and his clothes. I know. But the pants. I'm going to admit, I Googled some pictures to try to like think Same. of. Same. And those pants. I know. Just a little <sighs> baggy. It's all right. We love you, CMC. We, we pretty much only see a top up, so. <laughs> I feel like we need to post these somehow. <laughs> Let me think about okay. that. Okay. That was excellent. I'm very proud of you. Very proud of our. We could probably post them on Twitter in like a couple. Like a thread? Yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. Do you have an idea? If only there was a website where you guys. I know. I didn't want to. Why we didn't want to impose because you have some content. But if you want to put our poems up there, (laughs) we would love to be published authors. Maybe. uh, Yeah. We can talk about it. Maybe for Friday or something. So you're saying there's a chance. I mean, it is the night. It was the night before, so well, it's mine's perfect the week timing. of. So, oh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, never mind. Okay, Jared, thanks. Possibly we'll- see it on um, thecyclonefanatic.com. <laughs> but if Jared forgets or gets too busy, then we'll do it on yeah. our Twitter. Also, the sweaty balls things was a nod to Elisa's rum balls because mm-hmm. you've all seen the sweaty balls SNL skit, and if you haven't, I don't. I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> But they're very strong and they're delicious. So thanks, Elisa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're good. Um, <laughs> so after that, I was just going to close this out by saying Sarah Fuller. Beast mode. Beast mode. <laughs> I was pretty pumped. And then I saw that they had 10 points and I was like, well, <laughs> but she's the short kicker and yeah. they have another long kicker, which we tried, but didn't work for us. But guess it works for no win Vanderbilt. <laughs> Hey, man, she kicked the PAT and it was beautiful. I'm proud of her. It looked good, too. It did look good. And the celebration from her teammates afterwards Mm -hmm. was completely genuine. And I was, it's funny because I was, I mentioned Ben Brun's comment after uh, the last, on the last podcast, but he posted something that actually I thought was incredibly, I don't know, observant, I guess. He said, if you want to look at the way, I think he was implying to say, you know, the, you know, the dudes on Twitter who sit on their couch versus male athletes. The male athletes were there from both teams, not just her teammates, congratulating her, excited for her, genuinely happy for her. Yep. So that's what should really matter. I think she said that the, um, her teammates call her champ. That's awesome. I love that. Um, let's finish this out with one more uh, complete this Christmas lyric. <laughs> and Jared, I need your heads. Oh, it's good. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you the song. I just want you for my own, more than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is you. Ooh, baby. I'm doing the high note. (laughs) Jared, will you sing it? No. Please. No. There's only one thing I want for Christmas, and it's for you to sing Mariah. Please. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you for Christmas, I guess. For Christmas is I've already shown you the video <laughs> of Chris. I've already shown you the video of Chris twerking to that song. Oh, yeah, we've you seen did. that. In the middle of March in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, it wouldn't be too sad if that showed up on the front page just like one fanatic with our hey, poems guy can boogie i, I don't want to get fired <laughs> 
All right. Well, look for these poems somewhere because I know after listening to them, the first thing you want to do is read them. <laughs> read them to your children. On <laughs> Avoid the jackstraps part. It's hard to explain. Is it though? I mean, it's just something you need. Yeah. I mean, do you really need it if you're not going to wear a cup? They did a whole thing on ESPN about how professional athletes don't wear cups anymore. <laughs> Jared, yeah, like baseball players might be the only ones. Yep. You know what? Because that ball can... Can't confirm. Bounce off your foot. Maybe all one foot. The ump's got to wear one, too. Is you. I've seen that a couple times. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. This was really fun for me. <laughs> it was fun for me, too. <sighs> We're going to come back in a couple of weeks with a Big 12 championship. And we'll, uh, oh, that'll be the New Year's Eve episode. We should do Big, tw- mm. or Big 12 resolutions. <laughs> New Year's resolutions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you remember <laughs> what my resolutions were last year? None of which came true. Because we couldn't have food at Jack Trice. I just thought about that. We, <laughs> you are the my curse. Fault. You're a curse. This was all my fault. Can you think of something as epic as that? Because that's one of my favorite moments of my entire life. That our poems. <laughs> no, the I know our oh. poems were as epic as that. But yes, I was pregnant and hungry. Top the poems. I believe in you. With what? That's for you to decide. <laughs> okay, I'll bring something. I'll prepare next podcast. You prepared guys. well. You wrote a poem. That's all Thank that matters. You. All right, so uh, I guess that's all we got, you guys. Happy Big 12 title game to the Cyclones and to the Cyclones a good night. Go Cyclones. Go State. <laughs>